listeners, welcome to another show on Rasa, Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, where we discuss everything and anything on abuse, mental health, the culture and societal attitudes towards this. Our episode for today centers around world news reels on abuse. I'm your host, Grace Popper. Independent News, October the 31st, 2023. Ex-military couple hit with longer prison time in fourth sentencing in child abuse case. A former U.S. Army major and his wife accused of routinely beating their young foster children and denying them food and water as punishment has been sentenced for a fourth time. Caroline Jackson was ordered Monday to serve nearly 12 years in prison while her husband, John, was sentenced to nine years. The terms were imposed by U.S. District Judge Susan Wigginton, who was assigned to the case in April after a federal appeals court found U.S. District Judge Katharine Hayden who had handled the previous three sentencings, failed to follow its direction to consider the children's multiple injuries holistically and the context of the jury's finding of guilt in determining causation. Federal prosecutors had appealed each of the sentences imposed by Hayden, arguing they were too lenient, noting the repeated sentencings appellant panel also concluded that Hayden, who presided over the Jackson's 2015 trial, would have substantial difficulty in putting out of her mind her previously expressed views of the evidence. So the other that the matter be reassigned to another jurist. The last sentencing in the case occurred in October 2021. Caroline Jackson, who had already served a 40-month prison term in two stretches, was sentenced to time served and given an additional year of supervised release. John Jackson, who had finished a probationary term, was sentenced to 18 months home confinement at the time. Hayden concluded that imposing more prison time is more punishment than is necessary. Prosecutors who had recommended a sentencing range of between nine and 11 years called the sentences insufficient and accused Hayden of not following guidelines set by the appeals court. In 2015, the U.S. Attorney's Office had sought prison sentences of 15 years or more after the couple was convicted on multiple counts of child endangerment after the first sentencing was struck down. Hayden extended their sentences in 2018, but that was rejected on appeal as well. Sentencing in the case had been complicated by the fact that the trial took place in federal court since the Jacksons lived at Picatinny Arsenal, a New Jersey military facility during the time in question, because child endangerment is not a federal crime. State endangerment charges were merged into the federal indictment to go along with the conspiracy count and two federal assault counts. The Jacksons were acquitted of the assault count prosecutors argued hating should sentence them under assault guidelines anyway because the nature of the child endangerment counts made them sufficiently analogous to assault. Defense attorneys argued prosecutors didn't connect specific acts by the Jacksons to injuries the children suffered. 
Jackson trial produced testimony that their three foster children suffered broken bones, were severely underweight, and had other health problems when they were removed from the home in 2010. The couple's biological son testified the couple forced the children to eat hot pepper flakes and drink hot sauce as punishment. A fourth foster child in their care died, while the Jacksons weren't charged with his death at the trial. The Jacksons' lawyers argued that the children had pre-existing health problems and said the couple's child-rearing methods may have been unconventional or weren't criminal. What are your thoughts on this particular newsreel? Leave your comments on our social media handles or our email at risingaboveshadowsofabuse at gmail.com. Thank you. Mirror News. Thirty first of October twenty twenty three by Benedictislav Dees and Tom Mark. Man found ex having sex in playground before stabbing love rival to death. Kyle Molly first punched his ex girlfriend Kate Lamb had in the face before turning on David Peterson, who had his trousers down at the time. Reports Leicestershire Lounge. Molly then punched him and then kicked and stamped on him, inflicting damage to his face so serious that he could no longer breathe. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Molly, 29, of Colesville in Leicestershire, admitted attacking both 23-year-old Miss Lamb and 43-year-old Mr. Betterson in the village of Hogglescote. But while Molly had pleaded guilty to causing previous body to Miss Lamb, he denies murdering Mr. Battersea in the play area in February last year. Molly gave detectives a prepared statement after his arrest in which he said he accepted assaulting Mr. Betterson but denied intending to cause him serious injury. He added in his statement that he was heavily intoxicated and had been taking class A drugs uh, the first day of the trial at Leicester Crown Court on Tuesday. Prosecutor Michael Brady, Casey, told the jury that drink and drugs were no excuse and that Molly had murdered Mr. Betterson. He said that the defense of loss of control, which could result in a manslaughter verdict rather than murder, was no defense in Molly's case. The only inference to draw such was the savagery of the attack is that the defendant intended to kill Mr. Betterson he also attacked Katie Lamb, so that when the police arrived, she was incoherent. Katie Lamb had limited recollection of the events in the park. The jury had Molly had been drinking with Mr. Butterson and others at nearby pubs in the hours before the alleged murder, while Ms. Lamb had arrived at about midnight. CCTV from the area showed various movements of the three between the gate inn and the playground at at Ogglescote Park in Ashburton Road. At one stage, Miss Lamb and Mr. Betterson were seen heading into the playground hand in hand. Then about five minutes later, Molly appeared on the footage walking into the park, but the attack itself was not captured on CCTV. Mr. Brady 
told the jury. The defendant ran to them and punched her with sufficient force. She was rendered unconscious. She remembers being on the ground, watching the defendant, punching David Betterson, who was also on the ground. Mr. Betterson was not fighting back and his face was covered in his blood. She heard David Betterson making rattling noises, which from her experience working in an old folks home made her think that he was going to die. Two residents woken up by the shouting and Miss Lamb's screams, described by one person as sounding like a woman giving birth, called Leicestershire Police, and the first two officers arrived at around 2.15 a.m. on Friday, February 24th. At first, Molly told them he had just caught Mr. Betterson trying to rape his ex-girlfriend. That was the reason he attacked him. The jury heard that the police officers were unable to give Mr. Betterson first aid because the damage to his face was so severe. The post-mortem examination found his head, body and back had been stamped on, although the official cause of death was blunt force trauma to the face. Another piece of evidence the jury will hear later in the trial, Mr. Bradley said, is an accidental voice message Molly left on a friend's phone at the exact time of the alleged murder. The call, which Mr. Bradley said was most likely a pocket dial, included Molly shouting and swearing at his ex-girlfriend, telling her he was going to kill her. The jury had that Miss, the jury had that Molly and Miss Lamb had been together for about two and a half years, but the relationship had ended in December last year. The relationship had been toxic and volatile. Miss Lamb's mother told police in statement to the detectives. What are your thoughts on this particular newsreel? Can you leave your comments? Thank you. Sky News by Cordelia Lynch, Sky Correspondent in Israel. 31st of October, 2023. A mass victim seen in brutal video a video released by Hamas shook the world, showing Shani Luke's body face down and half naked in a pickup truck and paraded through Gaza. It was graphic and haunting. Shani's brother, Amit, took us to the spot where he shared so many conversations. It is where he made him laugh, think, and feel it is just around the corner from his family home in southern Israel, now full of friends and family who had come to mourn. This week, they received the news that fragments of Shani's skull have been found at the site of the Nova Music Festival. The last time they heard from her was on the phone, trying to escape from Hamas. She said. We're leaving right now. Don't worry. Amy tells me, but she wasn't safe. The terrorists were waiting in the road, her brother says. Then came a video released by Hamas that shook the world. The graphic image of her body seen face down and half naked in a pickup truck. 
I never thought I was going to be in contact with this type of video. Seeing my sister in that brutal position, Amit tells me. And just in that moment, the whole family just crashed for a few moments. They hung on to hope. But this week, there was a knock at the door. It was Israeli soldiers with news that a fragment of Shani's call had been found at the festival site. When you see soldiers in the house, you know bad news. This is going to come, Amit explains. And yet, he feels some relief that unlike other families in Israel, he knows where his sister is. In so many ways, I fail to know this, to know she's not suffering anymore. He believes she was fatally shot in the head. Unfortunately, one thing his family cannot do is bury her. There are not enough fragments, he tells me, but they will spend the next few days working out how they want to honor her. They already know how they want to remember her as a spirit that will never leave them, full of joy, wisdom, and kindness. She looked she loved music, she loved tattoos. She was an artistic person by nature. And the way she was talking and the way she was moving, the way she danced, Amit recalls with a beaming smile. Amit was worried about the brutality of what people had been exposed to. The kids in Israel are not going to forget this few weeks, he says. Graphic videos like the one of his sister have been shared widely. Images of unfathomable horror, darkest R, is able, and yet in this, Amis darkest R, is able to provide the kind of light her sister shown on so many, finding comfort in the legacy she leaves behind, her inspiring life, not the manner of her death. What do you think about this particular newsreel? Israel and the Palestinian government come to a compromise for the sake of their citizens and innocent lives being lost. Kindly leave your comments on our social media handles or email us at risenaboshadowsofabuse at gmail.com. Thank you. Express News. First of November, 2023, 70 years for gang who sexually abused girls like pieces of meat. Brothers Mohammed Ghani and Jan Sahid Ghani, Issa Hussein, Ali Raza Hussein, Kasmi, and Martin Rhodes were convicted of a series of child sex offenses. They actually abused two girls in Rochdale nearly 20 years ago. They were jailed for a total of more than 70 years. The victims, known as girls A and B, were aged 13 and 14 at the time and said to be ripe for exploitation. It was only in 2015 that the crimes came to light after one girl, now 33, took a parenting course and revealed that she had been abused daily. Brothers Mohammed and Jan Sahid Ghani, Issa Hussein and Ali Raza Hussein 
Kasmi were convicted of these child sexual offenses. Jan Gani, 50, was sentenced to 20 years in prison for six counts of sexual assault and one of causing a child to engage in sexual activity. Hussein, 38, was jailed for 17 years for rape and two counts of sexual assault. Mohamed Ghani, 39, was sentenced for 14 years for five counts of sexual assault. Kashmir, 36, was given eight years for one count of rape and two of sexual intercourse with a child. Rhodes, 39, was sentenced to 12 years and six months for four counts of sexual assault. The gang was said to be centered around Mohammed Ghani, known as Gurney. Georgina Landell told him in sentencing that he had treated girl A as a piece of meat, passing her around his friends for sex. It was the biggest child sexual exploitation crown court case involving men from Rochdale since 2009 were convicted of grooming and abusing girls as young as 13. After the hearing, senior investigating officer, Detective Chief Inspector Guy Laycock thanked the survivors. He said, they have put their trust in my team and demonstrated extraordinary resilience in the face of their traumatic experiences at the hands of these abhorrent offenders. Sharon Huber of Rochdale Child Services said no sentence can replace the years these abusers have stolen from their victims. What do you think about this newsreel? Leave your comments. Thank you. The standard. First, first of November, 2023. Girls sexually assaulted on board South London train by Lydia Chandler Hill. A man sexually assaulted a girl in front of a friend on board a train in South London. Detectives on Wednesday released a photo of a man they want to speak to in connection with the attack, which happened around 10.15 p.m. on September the 16th. The girl was sitting on a train traveling between Wellington and Balham railway stations with her friend when a man began talking to them. He then sexually assaulted her and later exposed himself to her. British Transport Police said in a statement, Detectives would like to speak to the man in the image who they believe may have information that could help their investigation. Anyone who recognizes him is asked to contact British Transport Police on 0800-405040 or texting 61016. Reporting reference number 744 of 16th September 2023. What do you think about this? Leave your comments. Thank you. Garden newspapers. 
by Jessica Murray and the agencies. 31st of October, 2023. At least eight women harassed by killer pinks. Inquest heard. Some of these women had to quit their job and move house to avoid him, an inquest has heard. Michael Sellers, 35, is believed to have stabbed Spinks to death after he became obsessed with her, having met her through work. Spinks, 23, died on 18th of June, 2021, from 10 stab wounds inflicted by Sellers. Six months after she told him she did not want to pursue a romantic relationship with him. He was found dead in undergrowth, 150 meters away from where Spinks was discovered in the field in, in Duck, Mayton, Derbyshire, having taken his own life. The pair walked and met a handful of times outside work for a meal, to go for walks and to visit each other's homes. The second day of an inquest into Spink's death heard that during a visit to her home, when she was self-isolating in December 2020, Ella started kissing her and got on top of her, and she asked him to stop. She later sent him a text saying he was a great guy, but she did not want a relationship, which upset Sellers, the inquest heard. Spinks reported Sellers to the HR department at their workplace after seeing him on 4th of January 2021, packed in a lay-by near the field where her horse, Paddy, was stabled. He was subsequently dismissed for gross misconduct. The inquest heard that he had allegedly got employees he was supervising to spy on Spinks's social media. Lisi Dennis Sundol of Derbyshire Constabulary told the inquest that police identified eight other women who had previously received unwanted attention from sellers. The first woman who worked to sellers at a different company left her job because his unwanted attention made her so uncomfortable she reported seeing Sellers parked near her home at night. The second woman said she left her workplace after Sellers continued to message her, even after asking him to stop, and she had been forced to change her address and the car she drove to avoid him. Police were told by a colleague of Sellers that he had a fascination with watching a third young woman, although she was not aware of this until she was approached by officers investigating Spinks's death. A fourth woman said Sellers asked her out on a date 10 times before she told him to stop and she left her job. She noticed he seemed to know details about her life, friends and plans, and eventually discovered he had created a fake account to follow her on Instagram. A fifth woman said Sellers became hostile and bumped his car into hers at a roundabout as she followed her while she was driving home after she turned down his advances after they went for a drink. Police were unable to contact the sixth woman and the seventh said Sellers had become possessive, accusing her of speaking to other men and not him. The eighth woman was made uncomfortable by Sellers' behavior towards her and ex-bond reportedly spoke to him about inappropriate behavior. Sandor said police made the link between Spikes' death and Sellers just over an hour after she was found at 8.13 a.m. A note found in the bedside cabinet at Sellers' home said he could not deal with all her lies against me. 
and he was sorry I let everyone down. The inquest in Chesterfield continued. What are your thoughts about this particular devastating news? Kindly leave your comments on our social media handles or email us at rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. We've come to the end of today's show. See you on our next episode. Be safe and be positive. This has been your host, Grace Opa, for Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. Raza. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>